All right, let's get back into Culture Shift here on 101.9 WDET. I'm Ryan Patrick Hooper. This weekend is the 25th anniversary of one of the region's most beloved or most hated events, depending on who you talk to. It's the Woodward Dream Cruise. Now, we want to take your calls on this. Are you for it or are you against it? Is it a piece of our Motor City heritage or is it the last piece of traffic you ever want to be stuck in and you just go up north instead to avoid it altogether? You could call me at 313-577-1019. Again, that's 313-577-1019 to share your thoughts on the Woodward Dream Cruise. And to talk a little bit about the Dream Cruise is Detroit News columnist Neil Rubin. Welcome to Culture Shift. Delighted to be here. Now, you did a piece that looks at the Dream Cruise from day one. You went all the way back and did this really extensive oral history on how it all got started. So I'll ask you, how did it all get started? Well, there was a guy. It's kind of crazy now. There's a million and a half people on Woodward. It started with a guy in Ferndale named Nelson House who loved cars, had cruised when he was younger, and decided he wanted to raise money to put a soccer field in Ferndale. None of the Ferndale parks had a soccer field. So it grew from there. He said, hey, I'm going to put this thing on and uh, contacted all the municipalities, or at least the, the five closest to Ferndale, threw himself a car show, turned the cars loose. They got some publicity, and uh, boom, this event where they were hoping to get maybe 40,000 spectators the first year, they got a quarter million. It blows my mind. And I think now, 25 years later, it is a little wild to think, oh, this was just to raise money for a soccer field in Ferndale because it's 40,000 cars today. It's 1.5 million people expected to be there. And the growth of this thing has just been incredible. It has. And it has been immediate. It's not one of those things that took a little while to catch on was what they were expecting. You talk to some of the organizers back in 1995, they thought it might have a three-year shelf life, a five-year shelf life. You know, surely people 25 years later weren't going to come out, set up a lawn chair and watch a traffic jam all day. But that's exactly what we do. Yeah, and we're already getting a lot of calls about this, which I assumed that we would. The hot-button topic of do you love the Woodward Dream Cruise or do you hate the Woodward Dream Cruise or do you not really care at all? And right now we've got Tim in the Bagley community. You say you've got a love-hate relationship with the Woodward Dream Cruise? Uh, Yes, I do. Thank you for taking the call. Um, my concern is really this. I'm seeing some things that are really more disturbing than whether or not my business is profiting or not from the closure. Uh, you know, I've seen, and I think they have addressed this because I did send a note via email to Mr. Michaels about people parading that Southern Johnny Reb flag uh, up and down the streets. And I've even been standing next to an interracial couple three years ago where that very person in that Jeep issued a racial epithet, and everybody around was like, wow, what's this going to lead to? Luckily, the police did show up. Nobody knew who was going to get into this little physical and or verbal fracas at all. Secondly, you know, a lot of people are interjecting a lot of negative. I don't know if you want to call it supremacist now, because that's the new key word, a lot of bigoted kind of implications. You see parents putting the kids on the curbs with no spinners. The way I interpret this dream cruise 
if you have a handful of bolts, an engine, and some motor oil, and you put some monstrosity together, it's been your love, it's been your passion, you want to show it off, bring it to the Dream Cruise. If you've got a truck, if you've got a million-dollar car, if you've got a go-kart, if you've got a motorcycle, bring it to the Dream Cruise. We've got people now coming from all over the country and the world to participate in this, to now start injecting racial overtones of the types of cars and the people who bring those cars to the cruise is really unconscionable. And the main thing I really dislike is the fact that it started in Ferndale, it went down to Eight Mile, turned around, came all the way back up. I don't see why Mayor Duggan and the Ferndale Mail don't get together and say, hey, we can make some um, uh, pit stops down in that bus depot, come get your air pressure checked, your your motor oil checked, everything that your car might have you know, succumb to as far as that slow speed in that overheating uh, venue. Come down there, get some stuff going, get some news people, and get some more stuff in terms of sponsorship in that eight-mile Woodward Corridor. I don't see why all of a sudden we're going from um, Pontiac to 10-mile and 11 and turning around again. That's not the Dream Cruise. That's not the entire Woodward Dream Cruise. That's the way I see it to be. We appreciate the call very much, diving into a lot of complicated topics around the Woodward Dream Cruise. Uh, Number one, if you look at uh, the caller talking about Confederate flags being on display sometimes at the Woodward Dream Cruise. I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but what do you think, Neil? I haven't seen a lot of that. It makes me twitch. Of course. Just in general, um, people who have no concept of what it stands for flying it and no concept of why other people don't particularly want to see it. Um, In terms of come out to Woodward with whatever you want to drive, one of the people I talked to for the oral history, uh, Representative Jim Ellison from Royal Oak, uh, who is also a former mayor of Royal Oak, says, hey— One of the things that differentiates this from other car shows is you can be in the middle of it. You don't have to be a have-not sitting on the curb watching the haves drive up and down. You can drive up and down. And a lot of today's younger cruisers are people, you know, they they weren't alive in 1959. They have no fond memories of that. They have fond memories of going out with mom and dad in the minivan and being in the thick of it. So that's a great thing about the Woodward Dream Cruise, and I hope it never loses that. In terms of dipping below eight miles. This is a topic that we were talking a little bit too, and, and it's something that we, we covered a couple years ago here at WDET, asking why it doesn't come south of eight mile. What was your experience diving into the oral history with that? Well, it really did start as a replication of everybody's, you know, teenage, early 20s cruising and cruising Woodward didn't go below, below eight mile. It had mile posts. It had drive-ins, Ted's and the wigwam and the totem pole. So people were literally trying to recreate that nostalgic experience. And it included all those places from nine mile on up. It was not a particularly Detroit experience. That doesn't mean it couldn't be now. I thought the caller had a couple of good ideas, you know, kind of have a a check station and a, you know, not a repair yard exactly, but, hey, check your oil, check your car, take a load off, maybe at the fairgrounds. They've got a lot of space there. That seemed like a pretty good idea, but it's creating something that didn't exist in the first place. 
And that's an important piece to note. But I think when you've got the Woodward Dream Cruise going up to Pontiac and then down to Eight Mile, people turning around there, we got to think if you did go further down into the city, hitting Campus Martius is kind of a perfect turnaround there to kind of loop back up Woodward. But one of the things that we kind of discovered is that there is a revenue sharing between the communities based on your Woodward frontage, you know? So whatever revenue does come in, you're getting a percentage of that. If Ferndale has this much, they get maybe 5000 If Pleasant Ridge is very tiny, it mm-hmm. only gets 1000 Detroit would eat up quite a bit of real estate. So maybe that's one of the issues. And we're talking about the Woodward Dream Cruise. It's celebrating its 25th anniversary on Saturday with Detroit News columnist Neil Rubin. We're taking your calls on this too. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you want to see it go on for another 25 years? Or do you wish it would get out of town? You can call me at 313-577-1019. Again, that's 313-577-1019. Not surprised by the amount of calls we're getting. Like Paul who is calling from the Pontiac area, I believe. Hi, Paul. Yes. Um, So I can appreciate the Dream Cruise on Saturday. What I don't appreciate is having to endure the Dream Cruise on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night prior to the Dream Cruise on Saturday. Um, It would be nice to have a little peace and quiet because I live in a house that backs right up to the Woodward Loop in downtown Pontiac on the nights that are not dream cruise nights but they've been dream cruising since last thursday and some people it really does start kind of around may isn't that right now like people get out there pretty early yeah for the but for the most part it's relatively calm and um quiet most of the rest of the year just um basically starting thursday the week before dream cruise through Sunday because they're not done by Sunday. Thank you very much, Paul and Pontiac, for that call. We've also got Sarah in Bloomfield. What's your take on the Woodward Dream Cruise? Um, I like the cruise. I am with Paul in that I wish it didn't last all week. I don't live on Woodward, but I do work on Woodward, and it is not fun to be sitting in traffic um, any time of the year, but it's worse this week than it ever is and then there's people watching me sit in it and that's not fun either watching you sit in it (laughs) i I feel like there's just there's spectators watching me sit in traffic and everyone else who's just trying to get home for sure we appreciate that call now neil you did an oral history in the detroit news but i also saw a column that came out and some of the business owners saying that it is a massive distraction for them yeah it uh and my story touched on that as well. There are some people who have rebelled against it, some people who figured out, hey, I only have 10 parking spaces, but I can sell those on Saturday and go fishing, and I'll come out ahead. Um, there's a guy who owns a little golf store. I think it's called Discount Golf right there on Woodward. Great little golf shop, and he's a one-man operation. The poor guy never gets to play golf except on Dream Cruise Saturday. He and his friends drive up to Frankenmuth, play the Fortress, and he looks forward to it because it's the one time all year he knows he can play 18 holes instead of trying to sneak nine holes in before work. A nuisance for some, but for others, they can take a vacation on it. And we've got a lot of callers that are saying, not really for it, got some issues with it, but Rob in Detroit has been going for quite some time, and, and you like it, Rob. Yeah. No, I've, I've gone since I was a child. I was the first cruise when there were, like, very, very few cars sporadically through Royal Oak and Birmingham and Ferndale. 
cruising the back of my Gold 70 GTO at the time. I mean, I have been going since the beginning. I haven't missed one. I've just learned that, like, it's Woodward. Don't drive a car down the middle of Woodward if you don't want to get caught in it during the dream cruise. I personally go park in a neighborhood and bike around or walk around. I'll bike and walk from 15 miles to 9 mile and back, go up to Pontiac and do the loop. I mean, I I enjoy doing Oh, lost your call there. Now, Neil, you talked a little bit about the younger generation. I think that's interesting, Rob, in Detroit, saying you kind of grew up with the Dream Cruise. Different kinds of events, oh. not just the cruise. They shut down roads all over the place for different events. This is no different than that. I mean, people have issues with every event. So. But that's just me. I, you know, I, I enjoy it. I have a good time. I know a lot of people from all over the place, including lots of Detroiters, have a good time as well, and I agree that there could be a push to have more going on downtown. I know last year they had a cruise or a car show happening the day of the Dream Cruise in, um, what do you call it, the park at the foot of Woodward and Jefferson. Campus um, Marshes down there? Thank you. Well, not, like, south of Campus Marshes. What, Heart uh, Plaza. Heart Plaza. They had a big car show at Heart Plaza last year, too. As well, I don't know how successful it was. A lot of people have tried to do like, periphery car shows over the years that like the silver dome property and other things that they don't seem to work because you're just fighting with it you know um there's also back to the bricks in flint which is a similar thing they shut down downtown flint and have a big car show too but i think they may have started to move appreciate the call there rob now neil talking about kind of growing up with the woodward dream cruise there are you seeing younger generations take the mantle of this and, and want to move it forward yes and they've either inherited cars and one of the reasons it works so well here is we've got the classic cars and we have the engineers and we have the people who bolted them together in the first place who can still keep them operational well those people now are getting old but their kids are inheriting those cars they're inheriting the love of it they're inheriting driving woodward even if they didn't do it as kids but the other thing is, more and more, you're seeing tuners, which is sort of the next generation of car culture. People who take you know, little Japanese and Korean cars, for the most part, soup them up in ways you can't even imagine. And now they're coming out on Woodward. And hey, it's still car culture. They still look cool. It's not a 57 Chevy, but you know, it's a Subaru that under the hood's got 600 horsepower and the paint job's interesting. I'll watch that go by. So transitioning out of those muscle cars into newer cars, we're talking to Neil Rubin, Detroit News columnist. He wrote a story about the Woodward Dream Cruise celebrating its 25th anniversary tomorrow. Going to be a lot of people out there. They expect about 1.5 million people. I'm Ryan Patrick Cooper, and we're also joined in studio right now by Amanda LeClaire. How you doing, Amanda? Hey, Ryan. Hey, Neil. And um, I also just want to say, besides being the place with all the people who know how to fix the cars and make the cars, we are also the city that has the infrastructure to literally have these boulevards, these giant boulevards reaching out of the city to drive down. We were made for this. Um, it's always funny to me how this must be the one regional event that half of the populace forgets about every year. It always happens in the middle of August, but every year, almost everyone's like, oh, it's Dream Cruise again this weekend. <laughs> it's like just this massive forget forgetting that happens, but you know. How it goes, I guess. It is true. People will will complain. I got stuck on Woodward, and hey, it's aggravating to get stuck on Woodward. 
But for heaven's sake, it's Dream Cruise. It's on Woodward. You just forgot. <laughs> Otherwise, stay off Woodward for a day. You'll get through it. That's Neil Rubin. He's a columnist for the Detroit News. Wrote about the 25th anniversary of the Woodward Dream Cruise. Final take, Neil. Love it or hate it? I love it. I can see where if I lived three houses off it, I might get tired off Woodward. I might get tired of it. I love it. And the fact is, if they ended it, if they said, okay, officially, there's no more Woodward Dream Cruise, you'd still get 30,000 people out there and a million people watching on the third Saturday in August. It's self-sustaining at this point.